admire your courage, Miss... Uh... Trench. Sylvia Trench. I admire your luck, Mr... Bond. James Bond. Bonjour, Monsieur Bond. Rest up, sir. I think he's attempting re-entry, sir. My God, what's Bond doing? Keeping the British hand up, sir. Well, tell him to pull out. Immediately. Can I do something for you, Mr. Bond? The martini, shaken, not stirred. Hang on, James. The thought had occurred to me. Looking for shells? No, I'm just looking. You have a nasty habit of surviving. You know what they say about the fittest? Do you lose as gracefully as you win? I wouldn't know. I've never lost. No more foreplay. to another episode of Bond Backwards. My name is Anders Holmes and I'm joined by Adam over Skype. This episode we're going to be talking about the second uh, Daniel Craig film, Quantum of Solace, which was, uh, sorry, Quantum of Solace. Who the fuck says Solace? <laughs> Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Sol, yeah, Solace. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. yeah, it was really... Quantum of Solace. Yeah, released back in 2008, it was the follow-up to the Casino Royale movie, that his first ever uh, film as James Bond. It was directed by Mark Forster, who directed films like Monsters Ball and Finding Neverland and The Kite Runner, and recently World War Z. And uh, it was written by uh, Robert Wade and Neil Purvis. They had written uh, quite a few of the Bond movies. They've also written for yeah. Skyfall, Spectre, and uh, also Casino Royale. And they wrote it along with Paul Haggis and stars... Uh, Paul Haggis? Yeah, the guy who uh, won Best Picture for Crash. Mm. Uh, Crash is that kind of racist movie, right? Yeah, well, like, the, the, movie, the, movie, the movie that everyone... Open like hated because it won over Brokeback Mountain at the 2005 Oscars. Yeah. Well, um uh okay, that's a great name Paul Haggis. Um Yeah. But yeah, Quantum of Solace is a funny title. Uh yeah. it was they really started to run out of um of of Ian Fleming titles. What's the it was like a short story or something. I think it was a short story, yeah. And I think um Dominic Green, who was played by the French actor, I can't remember his name. What was his Matthew Elmerich. Matthew Elmerich, who actually starred in another film that Daniel Craig was in, the uh, uh, Steven Spielberg film Munich. Have you seen that movie? No, uh, I I love him in um, in uh, uh, the Grand Budapest Hotel um, because oh, yeah, he, he brings that brilliant bit out of Ralph Fiennes. You know. Oh, that's such a great scene! I forgot he was in that movie. He's also yeah, in a French he's... movie from uh, Julian uh, Sh uh, Schnabel, uh, directed by uh, directed by Julian Schnabel, called *The Diving Bell and Butterfly*. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he's he's legitimately quite a, a well-known actor, and he's he's good in this. Um, I mean, there's some good, you know, good villains going on. I mean, this is. I know we don't, we're not going to do the rating right now, but this is like a fine Bond movie. This is yeah. like 
if you took all the Bond movies and or tried to order them in, you know, going best to worst, I feel like this one would be right in the middle. Like, it's not among the best, it's to, but I don't think it's quite as bad as people have said it is. No, um, I, I don't think it's really bad at all. I really like Dominic Green. I think he's a really good villain. I just think there's a lot of intense intensity from uh matthew amalek's performance like you really feel like he's a threat like he's a bad guy with a lot of lot of power and he's not afraid to kill anyone so i think they have a really good villain there the problem with the film i think is that they really had to get this film made well they had to get the script written because the writer strike was happening at this point so like no one was writing anything so like you know they contributed to the script but while they were making the movie you know, they were basically writing as they were kind of going along, and it was kind of a you know difficult production in so many ways. Well, so so what they couldn't. What was so the writers' strike meant that they couldn't hire people. Well, they to, had, so they had to finish it before the writers' strike started, or what? They had to. They had to, fin- they had to finish it before the writers' strike. Yeah. Ah, well, it definitely has a feel of being a film that was sort of cobbled together a little bit. I think the. Um, it's very short. It's like an hour and a half, isn't it? It's, 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 an, an, hour, hour it's, it's an hour and 46 minutes. Yeah, which feels short for a Bond movie. I mean, it, it, it shouldn't, I guess, but generally the Bond movies are like two hours in length. Um, yeah. And um, which, you know, fine, whatever. Um, it's sometimes a bit troubling when you're trying to sit through a Roger Moore movie, but, you know, um, the it does feel short. It does feel yeah. kind of quick, Um and um and yeah a little bit it almost like they're sort of yeah as you say like kind of writing it as they go along um the um the stakes feel kind of funnily low in certain parts but then in others they feel um they it does feel a bit more exciting like there's the 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 quantum thing is um you know the the we're everywhere you know the the, this shadowy organization um is set up really well but they you know it it's not always um a sort of it's not an omnipresent threat throughout the film it's a, a lot you know one of the main baddies in the thing is just the like just a fucking south american general yeah who's a really bad news and who's killed our um our heroine's family and, yeah, and whatever so it... else and it's just a really bad piece of work so it's like a, just a, a straight up revenge plot um but um there are some great moments with the villains. I, I, yeah. I wanted the, uh, I can't remember where it is. I think it's in Austria. Is it in Graz or somewhere like that where he goes and um, he ram- rumbles all the, the quantum guys in the crowd at some opera? Yeah, he goes to, uh, uh, I, I really like that scene as well. I think just the way they kind of cut together. I think that's where the editing actually works quite well in, in so many ways because the movie does have a very sort of, michael bay-esque editing like machine gun editing like it's really quick in certain action sequences and makes it quite disorientating but i think in some ways it does work quite well in that scene and yeah it does take place it's during a performance of tosca in brigands austria where he sort of sees them having this kind of sneaky meeting in the audience where they're talking in earpieces and stuff and i think that's a really really cool scene i think that was actually very well fucking annoying if you're sitting next to one of those cunts though and he's having yeah a secret meeting while you're trying to enjoy the opera if you're just a random member of the public 
It's like, someone's next to you being like, we need to sell the stock in in, in Switzerland uh, and so we can transfer the bonds into the nuclear fund. And then you're like, shut up. But also because like all the, the people, are, but also all the people are scattered around. So you're only going to get like little pieces of conversation. So like you'd be sitting like next, one person yeah. would be sitting next to a thing going like, we need to get rid of this guy. And then one person will be like, I'll kill him. And then like, you're like, what? Huh? <laughs> no, but also have you ever been on a conference call? Like it's really hard to know what's, you know, like, so it's like, oh, this is Jeff. Uh, no, no, not Jeff, not just Smith, Jeff Jones. But um, yeah. sorry, can everyone hear me? Oh, fuck, my mute button's on. No, you know, like, it, and it's just, it's just like sort of, the, yeah, they're like, seeing in there. They're not, they're not looking at each other. So they can't, they can't work out who's speaking at any given point. Yeah. They, assuming they have to speak pretty quietly because they're in the middle of a shitting opera. Yeah. And so it doesn't really, <laughs> when you think about it, that, that meeting is very hard to run. Imagine if, like, one of them went to the bathroom. Oh, and he kept his microphone on. Yeah. And he went, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, like, yeah. had a massive oh. shit. Oh, God. Yeah, I, I feel like we've isolated one of the many flaws with this uh, Yeah. With this actually, movie. there's actually a really funny shot in the movie. There's this, you know, the scene in Haiti before the chase sequence where he's on he's on what the motor. Why can't you pronounce things today? Haiti. 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 I know, you made me say it wrong. <laughs> In, the, in in when he's in Haiti, there's that shot when he's on the motorcycle and he's watching the meeting happening where you you see Dominic Green for the first time and then you see the uh, general uh, what's his name uh, played by uh, Joaquin uh, Casillo, uh, General Medrano. Um, he's like he's sit- by the way such a like mid level Bond villain name. Yeah, and he's watching the meeting and there's an extra behind him <laughs> sweeping, but if you look very quick carefully, the sweeper is just hovering above the road he's not he's not doing shit and that shot's in the movie that's an extra fucking up in the background that's all right there's loads of that in bond i mean yeah. you kind of need that you need that you you know but yeah, it's, yeah it does feel kind of cheap and cheerful this film um and um and it does some interesting it, it definitely makes some interesting choices i would um it's we're in the era now of like bond self-reference so there's the bit where Gemma arterton's character is killed by having oil poured all over her yeah, which, um, I, which is a callback to Goldfinger. I, I saw that straight away when I saw it in the cinema. I was like, oh, Goldfinger. Yeah, well done. <laughs> um, and then um, I spotted a movie reference. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shock horror. Uh, but yeah, and then they also, um, they don't consummate his, what, Bond? You can't really call her a Bond girl if they don't do it. Well, they have a little kiss at the end, but there's no, apart from Gemma Arterton's uh, Agent Fields there's no, character. There's no rumpy pumpy. Yeah, there's no, there's none of that, and also it's, I don't know. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it, it's kind of interesting that they don't, that they don't consummate the, yeah. the relationship. Bond for the 21st century, um, but you know, uh, which I, 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 I was, I stood by that decision at the time. I think it's good. Um, mm. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's lots of bits and pieces um, that are, you know, um, commendable. But the, I want to go back to what you were saying about the editing. It is really, it's a hard film to watch at certain points. Like yeah. the beginning car chase, the chase through, um, is it Siena? Um, yeah, he's, drive, he's driving. Everything. He's driving from Lake Como to Siena. <laughs> nice, um, with a Danish guy in the boot. Um, yeah, Mr. White. And, um, and no, but I mean, like that is really hard to follow. And it's like they're trying to be. This is also the era of cinema where every franchise yeah. is trying to get the born. Thing, and some are better at it than others and this film the way this film is edited I, I found it very annoying to try and get my head around when i was watching it in the cinema and when it's i've watched it since it's just those early scenes are a bit 
yeah, yeah. I, I i think it rep like the i do feel like in the 2000s i think yeah in that sort of 10 year period like from 2000 to 2010 i mean there, like some action films were made in a very sort of like very fast-paced editing kind of way and also when born identity came out there was that kind of like handheld camera quick editing kind of stuff but i think paul greengrass kind of knew how to like seamlessly edit it all together so it would feel very sort of concise but i feel like when other people do it it's not as well like legible yeah yeah it's not it's not as good they kind of miss the sort of the the charm of it a little bit and they don't it doesn't exactly work like i i mean i mean the 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 recent Die Hard film from 2013 that is a I mean a terrible film and also really well like a really well example of like a badly edited movie and also there's like a scene from Taken it's Three good example of a shit film I think but I think since like this film and I think in like l- later sort of years the editing has gotten better in certain action films I think some people do kind of go back to that which is a little bit weird but it's nice to see people are actually you know putting a lot more care into like giving a bit of you know, a sense of geography to action scenes in uh, these days. Okay, so speaking of geography, segue. Um, what's your uh, what's your favorite location? Where do you want to go on holiday in this movie? Uh, not the hotel in the middle of nowhere in the desert. That's weird. That looks shit. Who would want to stay there? I mean, why is there a hotel in the middle of the desert? With... Well, it's not a particularly nice desert. It doesn't look like a particularly nice hotel. And I mean, also, like, one what, car, who, one running out of business. And also, conferences there. And also, one car can drive into something, and then the whole place just explodes. Right. It does have that flaw. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like the Death Star. But not, so we're not going there. Where, so where are you up to then? Uh, I would say uh, Mathis's uh, Mathis is a uh, little house, his little island that he's been given after MI6 thought he was a spy or like a rat. That was what I was gonna say. Giancar- I love the, the fact they bring back Giancarlo Giannini because, firstly, we he's great. He's we great. love Giancarlo. He's really uh, good. You know, awesome Italian man. Um, but yeah, so I was gonna say that. But what I'll say instead is there's that hotel where he meets uh, Gemma Arterton. Yeah. And you know, there's that bit where he's it's like got a round, it's like got a, a central portion with a with a with a mezzanine kind of thing going around. I'm like, I, that looks like a nice hotel. I'll go there. Yeah, it looks pretty nice. Okay. Um, like favorite scene from the movie? Favorite scene from the movie. Apart from the opera scene, which we both said we liked. Yeah, although it's also stupid. Um, I well, speaking of that hotel, there's that bit where he is being—he's um, supposed to be apprehended or something—and he escapes, and then he like jumps down and appears where Judy Dench's M is walking and I thought that was kind of cool. So that yeah, that's a bit that sticks in my mind when I yeah. think about this film. What about you? I think uh I'm trying to think which one I think I don't know, there's the scene that he shares with Olga Gorilenko's character where you get a little bit of backstory into into her when they're sitting under when they're standing underground and the when they're still wearing their suits from the night before. I think that's kind of a nice sort of scene, nice sort of calm scene where you get to really understand her character and her backstory a little bit more and kind of smooths out yeah. Daniel Craig a little bit. Yeah, it's a good bit that it has a little bit of a spy who loved me yeah. reference as well with um uh, Roger Moore and Barbara Bach in that film. So yeah, it's yeah. a good, good scene. I will, I will say this about Daniel Craig. He was very good in Casino Royale, but I think in Quantum of Solace, he's really kind of, he's really kind of, he's, coasting. he's getting into the, the Bond character. I think he does very, he sort of continues. Oh, you're saying he's good. Yeah, I, I think he's better in Casino Royale personally, but. Yeah, I know, but it's, I, I think he, it looks like he's much, I, I, you, ex, you, you, you appreciate him a lot more in the character, as the character, I think. 
I, I mean, for me, it's Casino Royale and Skyfall. <laughs> Casino Royale and Skyfall are the big, like, touchstone Daniel Craig moments for yeah. me. But, um, so, what are the other funny things we're doing? Stupidest bit. What's the stupidest bit of this movie? Uh, stupidest bit in the film. Um, I know, I know what mine is. I don't know. It's the bit where like him and Dominic Green uh, confront each other, and then like he leaves uh, Gemma Arterton to basically just be killed. I think that's a pretty stupid scene. Oh yeah, because she's obviously going to be, and then yeah, he just sort of runs out on her. Yeah. Um, for me, it's the the hanging fight from the from the ropes. It was just like Tarzan with guys in suits. It's yeah. just so like really hard to follow with the editing. That's just the that's the total car crash. That, yeah, the bit it. the bit in Siena. It was almost like yeah. they were trying to recreate the the excitement from the parkour chase in Casino Royale, which yeah. didn't really work. Like Don films always fuck it up when they try and do something a second time that worked well in the previous film it's like don't do don't don't do that um if it ain't broke don't fix it yeah right what are you giving this film how many martinis are you gonna buy this movie uh three martinis out of five i'm gonna give it two and a half martinis i reckon okay i think it's it's better than specter i will say that what did i give specter two yeah i think you gave it two yeah yeah, I'm going to give this one two and a half. It is better than Spectre. All right, well. Cool. That's, well, uh, that's Quantum of Solace. Quantum of Solace. We hardly knew you. Yeah. I told you everything I know about Quantum. Yeah, but you never told us. What? It's the scene in the desert where Dominic Green is like, I told you everything I know about Quantum. And you, ne- you never told us what? Like, but he never. But we never knew anything about them. Oh yeah, we never. Oh yeah, and then there's that weird bit at the end. Oh, well, there's no time to go into all of that. Okay, right, let's get out of here. Yeah, let's go. Stinging in the rain. That's not funny, 007. Where's your butler friend? Oh, he blew a fuse. Shocking. Where's Drax? Oh, he had to fly. Positively shocking. You missed, Mr. Bond. I think he got the point. Right idea, Mr. Bond. What's wrong, pussy? You're not thinking that. I sure am, boy. You expect me to talk? No, Mr. Bond, I expect you to die. Goodbye, Mr. Bond. It's a Smith and Wesson. And you've had your six. Mm-hmm.